0: Hello everyone and welcome to this, my first podcast. And um, this podcast is a Magic the Gathering themed podcast. The reason I decided to start doing a podcast um, is just to give myself something extra to do. I do a lot of streaming, and um, probably see, hopefully you've seen me on Twitch and um What's it called? My Twitter account, Afterthoughts And I predominantly switch my, uh, stream Magic the Gathering. And I think one of the main things is that I'm generally watched by Americans. Um, That's just how it goes. Which means that if I want to do something earlier on the day, I don't necessarily have the viewing figures to really see that much of a reason to do so. So I thought I'd find something else to just fill up my time. And today is quite an interesting day to do on because there is something to talk about. And that is... The Banned and Restricted list uh, For this which is January the 15th, 2018 And we see that there are four cards banned in standard and that's it Um, This effective date is the 19th, which is Friday for all the paper players and The Magic the Gathering is today January the 15th. Uh, For Modo, it's today January the 15th we see a Tune V for banned, Rogue Refiner banned rampaging ferocidon is banned and Ramanaparillids is banned so basically this hits two things teamer energy and the other energy builds and Mono Red. the basic idea being that when they looked at the figures these two car these two decks are dominant now we all know for definite energy is everywhere right um, it's hard to get away from. It's just a powerful thing that came out of Kaladesh It didn't seem as powerful when we were playing Kaladesh perhaps because there were just kind of some good other cards to play um, But it has really dominated the format and When you've been when I've been playing standard for a good while, that's what I've seen. It's just like oh I've got to worry about team or energy Four color energy five color energy sometimes although that's very rare Um I even Soul Tie to a level uh, which to be fair is a deck that I actually own paper so I do feel a bit of a hit but there's some things I can do to change that I reckon um, and yeah so one of the things that then made me play especially online especially because I'm trying to play cheap I'm not trying to play with you know the most expensive cards I'm not just like I'll just buy for Chandras I don't mind um one of the ways to do that and still be sort of towards tier one is a, is to play approach to the second son. Uh, in game one, you can trounce uh, the energy matchups. Game two and three, you get a little bit questionable. But if you can if you can play hard, well, you can you can you can pull out some wins. But you, you do have a problem running up with Monorad. Um, and basically, that's not why Wizards cost. They weren't just like, oh, for all you approach players. We've uh, we decided to make one of your other matchups even better, but what they found was that if you got rid of teamer energy, you would find that ramming up Bruins would just ramming up red would just dominate. So they decided that to get to, to basically lessen the power of it, I wouldn't say get rid of it, not like it necessarily would with like full color energy. Um, for example, uh, is to remove rampaging froston, which is for some sideboard card, but can be really bad. And to remove up ruins, this sort of, as it says, this invisible way of being able to deal damage and also to just ignore flooding out. Um, and I think it's fair. Uh, and I think, um, so, if you, I mean, being a, I suppose if you're listening to this, you're a big fan of Magic the Gathering. Uh, there was a tweet from Saffron Olive, uh, which I think said... One of the yeah, I think one of the things he said was uh, quite fair, uh, which is that whether you so I'll I'll just read read the tweet as is. Whether you like the bannings or not, Wizard did a good job at minimising damage to players. The banned cards are all low value and the expensive cards for both decks will still be playable and valuable. And that is fair. Uh, so if you look at we just take a team or energy list. And if we see what kind of cards are in there. Cubs aren't expensive. I mean they're a little bit expensive in paper, but they're not really. Servants are dirt cheap. No one really cares. Rogue Refiner goes, but that wasn't that was like less than a dollar in paper, uh, and basically nothing in online. You've got World of Virtuoso, which is even cheaper. Bristling hydras aren't expensive anymore. I mean the most expensive cards you're gonna see if you're playing the full colour energy, the scarab god, Vraska uh, you're going to see Chandra, and B- Botanical Sanctum is probably going to start to tank. Um, actually, Botanical Sanctum might not tank because of one of the decks that this sort of opens up. And that's the thing. We, one of the things that people would say is, oh, it might hurt the mana base. I think the biggest, the biggest card that's going to take damage in terms of the mana base, uh, in terms of its cost, is going to be love Canal. Um, because that's not really played that many other places. But there's a few decks that can easily pick that up and say, oh, you know, it's still a very good card. It just fill it, like full stop, it is. Um, and it's a very good card outside of standard uh, for things like Storm when they don't want to play Fetchlands, and even for other blue red decks where you either prefer Spy Bluffs instead of Shocks, or because you have those and you don't want to buy the Shocks, something like that, or Fetchers even and yes that's something to think about there's not too much damage to the actual cost of these decks so i mean chandra goes in anything that can have red right it's just a very very good card Braska is just a good card that can go in so many other decks scarab god still exists in blue black control which probably looks a lot better now um because doesn't have to do all these weird. Str- it, it doesn't. It's possibly not as stretchy as it was. So possibly blue black control could really pick up. And you know we've got a braid is just good everywhere. That's not an energy dependent card. Harness lightning still reasonable. That's probably one of the cards that will just stop seeing play as much. That's not necessarily true, but ether hub that does take quite a kicking. Uh, not being able to have as much energy uh, is going to be bad, but. Because they sort of printed out the promotional ones, because they had the promotional ones that you can pick up by going to the F and uh, people aren't really gonna care that much, I don't honestly think. Um so that's teamer energy. Let's have a quick look at uh ramming up red. I mean you've got Soul Scar Mages they're a bit expensive, they're still reasonable cards. Um Rampaging for us done had a bit of price to it, but it wasn't something that people would do first, but I don't think. The main two price cards, or well, three prices, Glorybringer, which I still think you'll see play. Um, if only it was a dinosaur. And Hazaret and Chandra. Again, Chandra is just going to work in a deck that can have red and likes having Blainswalkers, just a stupidly good card. And Hazaret. Even the Earthshaker can was not that expensive anymore. And Hazaret is just. Uh, a pretty good card in a lot of decks I've, I've seen people trying to play it in um, all kinds of things red uh, green red um, I say all kinds of things I name one deck and some other things which I am going to talk about in a, in a bit that's the thing um, so that's the thing it, the idea as well is that these decks won't necessarily be unplayable um, if you take up Red rampaging frost on for some people isn't actually a main board uh you've still got the ancrop crashes uh so you don't have to worry about that you can just fill those in and then four ramnap ruins which can just turn into mountains if you really want to uh and then you're probably fine you don't have the raw power from the ramnap ruins but still fine still at the scavenger grounds and the sun's got its deserts to have a reason to have deserts if you really care about that, not that matters. But the main thing is, it doesn't really affect the deck as much as one might think. It'll stop it from being the best, just being pretty good, I think is the idea. team energy, as Tiber can probably stick around, to be fair. Four colour, probably not, because now you've got to think about your mana base. So if you think about this, these decks are running something like 23 lands, and then they're running four tunes, So they're in essence running 27 lands. But with a land that has like this weird upside but it's a flip land so it's like it's like running very good evolving wilds who knows maybe we'll just see evolving wilds go in the mix maybe put the lands to 25 put it into evolving wilds and change the attunes to something else uh you can change the rogue refiner to the jade light ranger that seems to me to be probably the best free drop that can take its place um So that's sort of for those kind of direct changes. Uh, You take the Sultai energy deck, which is a deck that I actually own. And it is a bit of a shame that it is going to sort of change the way it is. But there's things that you can do with it. So, I mean, you can keep it as Sultai and just have the blue to splash. um, Maybe something like Nissa Steward of Elements and the Scarab God. Still going to be good. And then, again, do that exact same change. All you do is you just change the... Um, change the rogue refiner into the jade light ranger which to be fair it, you're going towards a count, now you're back to green black counters basically um, and it still works for you, you kind of can draw a card or scry and get tokens, a double explore is pretty powerful or at least it should be so I think there you've still got something good there's probably a few extra bits and, not bobs, uh, bits and pieces that you can add, did I think of anything else? I've got like a little thing that I've written down. Um, no, I think that's really it um, for those. And then there's some other decks which I've liked and I've thought about and I thought, hmm, um, that could that could see play. And on my channel, I think a few people, uh, myself included for, for sure, I've been saying every now and again when it's been turn one a tune, can you beat turn one a tune and ban a tune? And it's happened. And what... Decks, do I think that then opens? Well, I think one of the main things is Grixis mid range. I think the Grixis mid range deck could actually see some good play, like some serious play. Um, it does, It's a bit of a mare. If we look at the if we look at the deck, it takes no hits, not a single hit, and. It just is still a good set level of card. It still has energy cards, of course, but none of those energy cards got hit, so that's fine. It just does good stuff. It it can run the Scarab God. It can run Chandra. Not everyone does, but it can. And um, so that's there's a, there's some of the cards that we, that we see might which won't be as good because the other decks that they're currently in won't be as good. We'll go into this. What can be in this deck? So. A lot of your worth still keeps um you can even run things like torrential gail in this bloody in this thing it's fantastic absolutely fantastic i think i am gonna sit down and build this deck in paper because i i believe i have all the pieces mark bar i think some canyon lose and i think that's going to be a really fun deck to play i think it's going to be a really nice mid-range deck to just do a bit better a lot better than what will be the fate of Team Renji currently. So there you're running 26 lands because you don't have the attunes, uh, the but then we don't have attunes anyway, so it's pretty sweet. And you get Fatal Push, which is fantastic. Fatal Push, Harness Lightning, a Braid, what more can you ask for, you know? Um, and also, we've got all the Rivals of Ixland stuff, so that's not even including Rivals of Ixland cards. I mean, I barely even thought about that. Of course, the Tribes decks are just look better, and so we take Merfolk, for example. Merfolk could look pretty aggressive. Pretty aggressive indeed, or pretty... Could even be just a deck that goes wide, and of course we can keep those... Um, we can keep the Botanical Sanctums there, so there's your worth. It's still, it's still a card that's going to be worth something. And I think that's what we can be seeing. We could be seeing a really big... There's going to be a Quite a shift in the meta, which is gonna be quite an interesting experience to go through. And it will be solved from the pro-, pro tour, of course, because the pro tour coming up is modern. So that's not going to affect it. I don't I'm not too sure what the next events are in the calendars. Let's see if I can find out. So calendar please. I'm sort of ad-libbing this, which is why I'm not just like, oh, I'll just click this, uh, click this next button. Um, I'm pretty sure it has calendar somewhere. I, I don't know, but that's the thing. So I think we can. There's going to be a lot of decks which we can see coming up, which are going to be quite interesting. People are going to be really happy that they can brew again. I think that's the main thing. Especially watching other people's. I mean, de- definitely play my own decks. And watching other people brew on Twitch, that they're, they're just like this deck would be good, but I might as well just play Team Energy because, like Dinosaurs for example, Dinosaurs is just like a really bad Team Energy deck. But now that Team Energy's weaker, Dinosaurs now seems like a reasonable deck. So there's that to think about. And various other brews. Hopefully, they're gonna see reanimated stuff from. From some of the new bits from Riles of Ixalan, we've got some cool things I could do with tokens. Um, it's something I'm going to be looking at, actually, working on myself. Whether it's playing like an Abzan Tokens there because you got Quietly, which is going to be, which I think is actually a good. Oh, pardon me, I'm terrible. Sorry, uh, which I think is actually a good card. A lot of people said it's terrible, but I think it could be fantastic. If you play this in like basically the the uh, white black tokens deck and you basically splash a bit of green you can add Huatli, you've got Raska for the sideboard for certain matchups, uh, and if you like have something like 6 or 7 tokens out you play Huatli, plus 1 her she gets uh, she goes to 4 and then goes to say 10 next turn you emblem and she goes down to 2, she still has her ability to do all of the things her minus 1 ability is still just stupid anyway um which is tag creature gets plus x plus x, where x is the number of creature control. So if you have got a lot of creatures, it's fantastic, just fantastic. And the also the emblem, the maybe excuse me, so you can't just mill yourself. I uh, people are saying it's bad, like oh the the United procession decks just don't need this card. They can win anywhere. I well I'm not seeing them in a lot of places, so. I don't know how true that really is. And then you add like a deck, there's like a couple of cards which I think are just like, people are like, whatever, it doesn't really do anything. And it's like, well, actually in the right build it does. And that's cards like, and then I can't think of what it's called. There's a free mana, it's Gruesome fit. Gruesome fit is fantastic, again in that deck. So in the white black tokens or Abzan tokens, which is something I'm gonna try to push, I think. Um, Each opponent loses one life for each creature you control. If you have enough tokens out, you can just one-shot someone for free mana. Oh, you lose the game. Sorry, mate. It's just power. That is power. That's a common as well. So I think Pauper's going to see that card. Um, There are plenty of goal life strategies in Pauper. Even something like Affinity. Just being like, oh, I'll just play all my, um, my Affinity cards for free and then go, gruesome fate, you take 10 and then I hit you with all these four fours, which have affinity because they're stupidly powerful. Things like that. There's some good stuff that's coming in, and some of the things that are going away, it's, there'll be plenty of people who'll be sad about it. Well, actually, I don't think there will be as many people sad about it as you think. I think a lot of people, even though they've been playing Team RNG, um, haven't been happy that they have to play Team RNG. You. you know, if people want to turn up and do well at a tournament. They can't just go, I'll just take a deck where I'm just going to have fun. They have to try to bring a deck that's also going to help them win. So I think this ban, I think there'll be plenty of people who will be reasonably happy about it. Uh, And I don't think there's going to be too many people who really, really will be upset. I think there'll be people who are going, oh no, now my deck doesn't work. But I think when they sit down and they look at what cards they have, they'll be able to see that it's going to be quite easy to make one, two, three all the different decks that they could make. Um, especially if you, you don't even have to pick that many cards up from Razzle, looks like. Rival of Exxon. Rival of looks like a good set. But there's also plenty of decks where I go, if I don't, I didn't get Vix, anything of this. I still think it's fine. So that's my opinion with with it. There's some cool cards I want to try out. I might as well talk about that now. Obviously, they're, they're out. They've been out for a while. I good the spoilers. Been and gone. Um, we've got Azor's Gateway. That's the card that I'm just like, I want this to work. It's a mythic. It's a legendary artifact. Uh, It's a two mana card which does nothing when it comes in unless you have mana. You pay one, you draw a card, then you can exile the card from your hand. It's basically a loot effect, uh, especially if you don't care about the graveyard. And it has this other thing about it which is interesting and maybe it's. I I think just a two mana every turn you can pay one to loot is just a good card. Like you can't have more than one on the field at any one time, but it's. I think it's still pretty good. But it has it's a flip land, which is interesting and I wonder if it does work. I really do wonder if it does work. It's the thing says after that is if cards of if you if cards of five or more different covered mana costs are exiled of Azor's gateway, you gain five life, untap Azor's gateway, and transform it. And then when you tap it, it transforms into a land called Cycle of the Sun, which is legendary land, which when you tap it says Add X mana of any one colour to your mana pool where X is your life total. I have one deck in particular, which I've been brewing. I have a paper now, um, which is my Bant Approach deck, which thinks that this could be how you just win the game stupidly quickly. How easy is... So you have to activate this thing five times. So that means if you get it down on turn two, you have to, you start activating on turn three. By turn eight, you might be able to flip it. Okay, that doesn't sound fantastic. But we're playing we're playing approach decks. We actually don't mind going long, going wide. Fubigating the board, drafting the board all the time. Keeping our life totals up, possibly. Well, we don't mind going into turn 10, turn 12, right? So, actually, this thing might not be bad. Although, to be fair, the bad approach deck is about putting lands on the battlefield quickly. So, maybe it's that's a hard decision it's a bit of a hard decision but it would be something i'd be interested in working on now how easy is it firstly to find five cards that have different converted mana costs well firstly we all run one that has zero which is lands so there's well we only need four more so one two three four and in my deck the one i think isn't really a thing two there's a good few twos uh, there's a couple of threes and there's a couple of fours. Of course, I don't need to do fours. I can do five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. And one of the cool things as well is that it. One of the cards it uses is one of the. Um, one of the sidey side cards. I have completely forgotten what they're called. Well, let's see if I can find one. Uh, the deck should be on my table, so I should be able to just find the card. <laughs> yeah, which is spring to mind. There we go. Which is an aftermath card. The converted mana cost of the aftermath card is nine, because it's three and six. So, bam, there you go. That's just a st- and and I don't play that many basics, so there's a button point where I go, don't need this anymore. Uh, so even just for it to sit down the battlefield and just loot me cards, which um, I either don't want, I don't care about now. So. If you think about it as well, it's a really lovely card to turn some of your some cards into some other cards which you just don't care about anymore. So you've got certain matchups where obviously half the cards are well not half the cards but because <laughs> you've still got plenty of lands. But like some of the cards just become dead, just become non non cards basically. So for example, um, in the Aban- in the Aban approach decks, things like fumigate and settle the wreckage against another approach deck another control deck just don't, aren't cards they just don't do anything basically oh there might be a finisher that they have but to be honest with you I've got things like cast outs to deal with that um, so you can just remove them that way Just I'll just happily put down and that's a 4 mana and a 5 mana card so that also puts you towards being able to get your uh, get your Get Azor's gateway out of the door. Also, one of the cards that it runs is Search for Counter. We run three Search for Counters, I believe. Either three or two. I can't remember. Um, and if we have one on the field and we're pretty certain that our opponent has no way of being able to deal with it, we can just get rid of the other one for the for the um, for a two. And the same with any other Azor's gateways, if we're happy that our opponent isn't going to be able to remove it. So does that and also we take what else Uh, and there's a few other cards which you obviously could happily loot away and just be like good and so that's a card that i'm really interested in really interested in yeah i think i'm gonna really enjoy standard again i was going a bit off it and i was quite happy that i was able to get into modern because uh, that's that is a breath of fresh air you can just oh you there's, there's always something weird to find in modern Always something cool quirky and there's so many decks that you can run into um that i think it, it, it means that it, that's the thing if you if you don't have a modern deck just go on something like MTG goldfish and go to budget go a budget magic get find a budget magic modern deck which you like buy it put it in the cupboard And then, if you ever go, oh, I'm sick and tired of Standard, or if you just fancy playing Magic every week, if, for example, your LGS flips, playing Standard and Modern, um, or you just want to do something online, obviously, um, just buy it. They're cheap. They could be like $80, $60 less even, uh, especially online. And Modern is a good bit of fun. And it's a nice way to be able to expand your play, like the kind of decks that you see um interactions as well and i think you'll see some pretty cool stuff and i think it'll just be good fun and it's a nice way to be able to step away from standard a little bit that's what i did i played more modern and i just feel refreshed instead of getting burned out which is fantastic um that's one of the great things about magic the gathering right is it if you if you can play more than one of the formats one of the types of play if you don't just play constructed for example you also play the limited sets uh, limited we, all, we also play limited against sealed draft you have so many games in one so it's quite hard to burn out which is great because it costs so much money that if i got burned out of it i would just cry <laughs> you know what i mean um but there's there's some cards that look good there's some decks that look good in the face of these bannings And, as I say, it is a shame to see some decks go, but that's the way it goes. There's some sad casualties um, that we're going to see. So, one of the decks, I think, that's just going to fall away is Blue Green Pummeler. I think there's just no reason to run blue anymore. Um, And... Even with, like, a tune gone, it looks worse. And... Yeah, that is a real shame. That just... I pump, like the full stuff that could even just be gone, um, because I just don't know. But it's cool that we get to see some other stuff. So obviously, I've talked about energy, but also there's the monor- uh, ramen up red. Uh There's the, that big is going to get worse. I think an aggregate that could get better because of that. Um, although it's pretty hard to tell. It is muddy vehicles? Muddy vehicles could could just be a little bit more powerful. It does take a hit. Some people run the some people run the deserts. Not that many. Um, but it does take a hit from the rampaging for us. ongoing, but I think um, there's other free drops. Um, ruin runner for uh, is it ruin raider? There we go. Just run ruin raider instead. It's great. Just draw cards. Um, and it's just going to be so interesting to see what decks are going to appear. So I would say definitely get on, get on Twitch, watch all these Arbitrary people. Watch me, of course. Um, one of the things I'm trying to do at the moment is, and maybe maybe I'll have reached this point where, when when you actually if you ever <laughs> if somebody ever actually listens to this if people when people listen to this I might be affiliated who knows I might even be partnered I'll tell it though, um, but I'm like three followers away from being affiliated which is really cool and that means that I can basically put more time and effort and money into these streams which is like fantastic which is the, which is something that I think would be really good I'm not necessarily trying to do I'm not trying to do it for a career necessarily, but. Um just it just would be fantastic. So if you listen to me for some reason you've listened to this before you've ever seen me on Twitch, go over to Twitch, uh Twitch Twitch.tv forward slash Afrothos. and if you are following me on Twitter, please do so. Um Afrothoz on Twitter, so you can find me there. And yeah, hopefully we're gonna see more and more of these podcasts. Uh, this has been a short one, it's just what, been about 30 minutes? I think that's I think that's quite good, though, especially as we really just sat talking about basically one or two tweets. <laughs> um, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, please, if you've got any comments, um, I believe there should be some way to comment on this podcast at some point. Um, but again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.